Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Fearscape Media Network. Exploring the unknown. One podcast at a time. Support for Fearscape Paranormal Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Brace yourselves. Winter is coming. (laughs) And I'm sure no one wants their pubes snagging on one of the swords of the Iron Throne when they decide to skinny sit on it while the king is away in Winterfell visiting the Starks. No, that's a lot of blood and a lot of hassle for one man. So you'd be better off being smooth as dragon eggs. That's right. That's why Manscaped is here to change the men's grooming game. Guys, it's time to gear up and get yourselves the gift of shaving this holiday season. I'm talking about the Manscaped Perfect Package 4.0. The Performance Package 4.0 is the best in the business. This hygiene bundle includes the Lawnmower 4.0, the Weed Whacker, Boxers, Travel Kit, and Liquid Formulations. And uh, what if you're on the other side of the wall? And you don't know when your next shower is going to be. And you need to hide your scent from the wildlings or a white walker. Well, no worries, guys. The Crop Mop Ball Wipes are here for you. They're helping you cover the smell of your sweaty undercarriage. (laughs) And during the winter, you know, you may be spending more time inside with your balls. So you might as well make them beautiful and make them as smooth as dragon eggs. So get 20% off and free shipping with the code FEARSCAPE at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. That's M-A-N-S-C-A-P-E-D.com. Use the code FEARSCAPE. It's time to join the Manscaped movement. These products are no joke. And as always, they will leave you smooth as dragon eggs. Thank you for tuning in to Fearscape Paranormal Podcast. We are on a journey to understand and to discover the phenomena that seems to exist all around the globe. We invite you to join us on this journey into the unknown. To another frightening edition of Fearscape Paranormal Podcast here on the Fearscape Media Network. Uh, my name is Stefan Gearhart, and I am your host as always. And I am joined by the jowlific and uh, giblitific co-host of mine, Josh Rutledge. And, and I'm hitting you with those descriptors because we're getting close to Thanksgiving. We're getting Josh. close to Turkey Day, right? And it's, if anybody yeah. is a butterball, it's you. Well, we've already had this discussion. I do not like turkey, so that doesn't take away from the fact that you're a butterball and that you've got jowls. Um, he's got jowls, and he knows, he knows how to use what's them. what's the thing called that hangs from the turkey's head? What's their neck? No, that's not what I have. That's no, that's I do not have one of those. What is that called though? Where on their neck, where it's where it gets all really, really big? There's a name for it, and I can't think of what it's called. Yeah, it's called a uh, uh, turkey neck. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't even going to look it up. I'm okay because that's all I can think of is turkey neck. Um, thank you guys so much for tuning in. We are so thankful for you. Waddle. That's right. We just said thankful. We're going to be doing that a whole bunch this month. It's a waddle. It's a Oh, it is a waddle. Yes. Yeah. See? Yeah. See? Okay. All right, Penguins. go ahead. 
have Go a different ahead. waddle. Um, but yeah, no, we are so thankful for you guys. And uh, we wanted to uh, say thank you uh, for an incredible year this year. Uh, and I think we did a little bit of this last year, but if, if we haven't mentioned this already, um, we are going to be taking off the month of December to spend with our our family uh, over the holidays and some things like that for a well-deserved rest. We haven't taken a good long break uh, in a while, um, but boy, oh boy, when we come back uh, on, on in January, do we have a sweet episode. We're going to be covering the Rendlesham Forest uh, UFO incident this is going to be a yeah. sweet episode guys uh, you're going to want to make sure you check that one out. yeah so that's going to be our 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 next season opener there uh right at the the first wednesday uh in january un- unless i get too drunk after the holidays <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but yeah so uh be on the lookout we may still do some special stuff we still got our youtube stuff going on you may still see some shorts uh there may even be a couple bonus things that drop you never know with us if we get bored in december but uh, uh, as far as our normal episodes go uh, we're going to be taking those few weeks off in december to focus on family uh but again we are so thankful for you guys for sticking around and, and yep. doing what you do uh, especially all of our supporters our blanket huggers out there that are big supporters uh whether it be on patreon uh at patreon.com slash fearscape pod uh or even at buymeacoffee.com slash fearscape um we are so thankful for you guys you guys help keep us going um, as well as patroning our sponsors like Manscaped, uh, and, and as well as visiting all of our other shows on YouTube and, and the podcast network and all of that. We, we couldn't do any of this without yeah. you guys. And, and you, yeah. you guys, you're great. You're the greatest. You're the so greatest. We're so grateful for you. Um, But yeah, you can always, again, you know, we've gave you the Patreon website, but don't forget if you're not feeling typing in patreon if you're already at our website fearscape uh, slash support it's right there click on that um and uh, become a monthly patron or like we said buy me a coffee if you just want to do a one-time or gift buy yourself a t-shirt you know. yeah or buy yourself a t-shirt um uh, we've got, got a, so much got merch a, got a bunch got a bunch of new designs coming yeah soon, we got so. a bunch of new designs coming for our store um uh secret little project josh and i are working on an official fearscape branded ouija board so be on the lookout for that next year uh gonna be some really really cool stuff and some ways to support us but uh thank you guys for that uh anyways josh we've got a cool show tonight uh we're gonna be we got so much spooky news uh that we wanted to cover that it, it was going to be too long for a segment. So we said, let's do a news dump. Let's do a yeah. spooky news episode because there's so many great <laughs> And I guess because October just happened. So everybody's like, what kind of scary shit can we, can we talk about in the news? Well, so. and, and the news dump for anybody who has uh, animals at home is not the same as putting newspaper on the floor <laughs> for your dog, cat, hamster, squirrel, rat, ferret, little brother. No, no. whatever none of it no yeah. it's not the same so but yeah we've got a, a number of great news articles we want to uh share with you guys so but before we get to that let's get through our segments this episode the first one of course being psychic word of the week and now the psychic word of the week that's right. Psychic word of the week. Josh comes from the Encyclopedic Psychic Dictionary from Dr. June G. Bletzer. I love you. I miss you, honey bear. I never even knew you. And I just, I, I don't know what to do without you. Um, one of these days, I'm going to get a, uh, I'm going to get a medium and do a seance. And we are going to call Miss Bletzer. It's going to happen. Vashti, if you're listening, I, I need I need Dr. Bletzer. Um, But anyways, so Josh, I flipped through the pages and uh, I landed on page 329. And uh, the the phrase that I saw was Jabberwocky trance. Ooh. Right? I know. I was like, shut up. I see you, Lewis Carroll. Um, So it says, coined by Lewis Carroll to bring forth profound truths and wisdom wisdomic thoughts didn't know that was a word is that in here gng bletzer wisdomic um so and wisdomic thoughts by verbalizing simple spontaneous unconstructed words repeatedly for a length of time accomplished by conscious repetitious rambling of simple words that normally would be considered useless and do not need actuating to put the psychic in an alpha state of consciousness session must be taped on a cassette recorder (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, this wasn't written in the 1980s. Uh, must be uh, recorded, taped on a cassette recorder. Upon investigating the tape, one finds within the supposed nonsense material that is worth studying as if the superconscious mind has deliberately seeped through. Do not confuse this with a trance that requires the assistance of the guides. So uh, we do this in improv. It's called gibberish. You know, I, I, I'm like, oh, shit, we need to be careful now because we might be going into some trances when we're just trying to do some gibberish poetry. Is that, is that the same thing as like uh, speaking in tongues? I guess so. Yeah, I, I've never spoken in tongues, so I, I'm not sure if the if they know what they're saying when they're speaking tongues, you know, whereas in like uh, gibberish. Uh, uh, in improv, I when I teach it, I tell all my students know what you're saying while you're saying it, so that it doesn't just sound like blah, 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 yeah. like know what you're saying, um, and just use gibberish to put it out there. So, so it still has the cadence of English, I guess. So hmm. I don't know. Really, really interesting. Um, yeah, didn't know that uh, Jabberwocky is now in our lexicon of psychic things. So, Santosh, if you're listening. I know you can uh, come at that snickersnack. You know what I'm saying? Snickersnack. Snickersnack. That's the only thing I really remember. And the slothy tove. I remember. <laughs> we had to memorize <laughs> it when I was a kid. So, um, all is right. Is that the uh, Through the Looking Glass? Is that, is that the, the book where that's coming up in? So, one of them. One of one of the yeah. Alice books. So I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Anywho's, anywho's, let's get on moving to our next segment which is uh our second time doing this which i'm super excited about is the bigfoot sighting of the week This is not your Harry and the Hendersons, okay? This is uh, some legit Sasquatch sightings here uh, that you have found on uh, the, the website that you'll have to remind me of. Uh, but yeah, what do we got yep. this week? So this is uh, BFRO.net, stands for the Bigfoot Field Researchers Organization. Also known um, as BFRO. Or it could be Buffro. Buffro. I mean, anyways, <laughs> so uh, this actually happened, we're going back. We're going way back. What we gonna do yeah. right here is go back. Yeah, yeah. Back that's what I was. That's, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> um, April fifteenth, uh, nineteen thirty-eight. Oh my God! Tax day in the thirties. I know. I know. Not a good time. Uh, let's see. So we, the the title here is Harry Wild. Excuse me, Harry Wild Man sought in swamp. This happened in Calhoun County, Alabama. Uh, and it was printed in the newspaper article, the Oshkosh Northwestern. Oh, Oshkosh, bagosh, bagosh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it goes a little something like this. A wild man who runs on all fours, chases dogs, and frightens farmers is being sought in a dense swamp in Chokaluku County. Sheriff W.P. Cotton led a posse in search of the strange beast, which farmers insisted was accompanied by a woman and a child, both as savage in appearance and actions as the man. Rex Biddle, a farmer, told Sheriff Cotton that the man approached his home, walking on all fours in the manner of an ape. He was about five feet tall and had hair all over his body, Biddle said. He was unclothed despite his beast-like appearance. His nose and other features indicated he was human. Biddle said he reached for his gun but didn't shoot because I did know whether that would be legal. Roy Story, another farmer, said the creature followed him for a time and then dropped to all fours and chased my pet dog into the swamp. Residents of the district petitioned the sheriff to catch this thing but we are moving out. Are you done? Can I laugh now? <laughs> hey, Josh, you sounded like one of my cousins down there, man. I tell you what, man. You think I'm the Jersey Devil, but I moved to Jersey, boy. I'm from Alabama, man. <laughs> That's what I try to tell him. Try to tell people he's, that JD's not from New Jersey, man. But yeah, you sound like one of his cousins, like the fuck off mo- or the folk monster. <laughs> 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 yeah, you said it, Uncle Stephen. I'm not your uncle. Okay. 
Uh, but yeah, man, that's that some good <laughs> stuff. But uh, one thing I did like about that sighting, though, was the walking on all fours. You don't hear yeah. that. Uh, uh, now, it's not uncommon either, but you don't hear that as much as the bipedal version of a Sasquatch. Um, so so here's what I'm, I'm wondering. We know that there are areas like Penny Royal, right, in Kentucky, mm-hmm. and uh, the uh, place up in New York, the Hudson Valley, Hudson Valley yeah. where gravity's different. Yeah. I wonder if in areas where gravity's different, their their massive size for a Sasquatch, they mm. have to walk on all fours. That's interesting because, you know, you, you do hear that when they talk about physics, right? When they talk about the physics of, of, of monsters or, or yeah. creatures, things like that, that giants would actually have a very, very difficult time um walking because gravity would be so much harder on them and right. that even then the dinosaurs that were the bigger ones also struggled like they had a harder time that's why t-rex had small arms it wasn't because he was a dragon now he just people don't understand he picked stuff up with his feet like, <laughs> he's like yeah. an orangutan well i mean we, we've all been there right? i mean <laughs> we drop a drop a pin <laughs> If you are floor. if you are a man and you have done this, <laughs> you have picked up underwear, you have picked up yeah. socks, you have picked up a pens, pen, you have picked up everything. Food. Yep. Dog and food. I've whatever. heard so many women be like, guy, is this like guy thing? And I'm like, yep. <laughs> sure is. You guys don't do this? <laughs> <laughs> I pick up everything. I'm 6'5". It takes an extra hour for me to get down to the ground than most people. <laughs> That's why when I'm at the grocery store, an old lady's like, excuse me, Mr. Giant friend, can you get me that box of cereal off the top shelf? And I'm like, yeah, can you get me that jar of pickles off the bottom? <laughs> so yeah, Can't get those with your feet, though. Nope. <laughs> I mean, you can get a single pickle, <laughs> but not a jar of pickles. You can open the jar with your foot. Now, so. I knew that I dated this girl had some long toes. She probably got to open a can of a jar of pickles with those things. <laughs> I thought you were going to say she could open a can of tuna. So, that's, okay. Uh, you need to cut your nails if that's the case. Uh, anyways, <laughs> anyway. uh, thank you for that uh, Bigfoot sighting there, uh, Alabama. That's a good place, man. Thank you, JD. Uh, so, let's go ahead and move to our, our last segment before we get to our topic, which is the UAP UFO sighting of the week. All right, Josh, what do we got for our UFO sighting of the week this week? Yep. So this comes from the uh, great state of Alaska. Uh, one of the largest. Uh, I think it's, is it the largest state by landmass? I think it's bigger than Texas, right? I think so. This uh, recently happened on uh, September 5th of this year at approximately uh, 11 o'clock p.m. in the evening. Uh, this comes from Fairbanks, Alaska, on uh, the newfork.org website. On Monday, September 6, 2021, my friend, recently retired Homer policeman, sent me a text saying that a buddy of his on the Fairbanks police force had seen a UFO. He forwarded two video clips of the UFO from his police friend. Apparently, it was dead quiet when the UFO was overhead. The FPD officer also said that it wasn't long after seeing the UFO that four jets from Eelson Air Force Base did a number of passes in the area, what the police officer presumed was in search of the UFO. I always find it interesting when you see something and then shortly thereafter there's military presence in the area. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's one of two things, in my opinion. One, they're scoping it out. Um, and two, uh, they're trying to make you think it was always military. Uh, so to answer your earlier question, Alaska is indeed the largest state. Um, it is three times as big as Texas. It is 665,000 square miles, whereas Texas is 268,000 square miles, followed by California, Montana, New Mexico, Arizona. Well, there you go. I did learn something in geography. So. Yeah. And I, I always thought that uh, Hawaii was the smallest state because it always looks Rhode so Island. small. But yeah, I mean, I knew it was either Rhode Island or Hawaii, but dude, Hawaii's not even in like the top, the the bottom five. No, um, it's, it's number it's because, 43. 
it's because they make it fit on a map. That's why everybody thinks yeah. Alaska's smaller than what it is because right. they make it fit on a map. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. So very interesting, Josh. Appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, uh, we're going to go ahead and take a very short break, and then we will be right back with some crazy spooky news. Hi friends, this is Kelly with Wishful Drinking and Binge Thinking, the podcast where I get just absolutely hammered and I dole out psychological advice. That's right, I am going to be more drunk than that girl you met in the bar bathroom after your karaoke set who said, you have such good stage presence, oh my god. That's right, zero preparation multiple drinks, countless profound gems. Tune in the last Monday of every month on Fearscape Media Network. Fearscape Media Network is your new home for everything weird and enlightening. Check out podcasts and YouTube shows covering content from discussions on horror films to the paranormal to meditation. Find out more at FearscapeMedia.com. All right, we are back. Thank you guys so much for sticking around as you do uh, and, uh, you know, hanging out with us. Uh, here on Fearscape Paranormal Podcast. We are so grateful for you guys. Did I say we're grateful for you? Um, we are very grateful for you guys. Um, so we're going to be doing a news dump tonight. I uh, got some really interesting stories here. Got a number of them uh, that I want to go over. First ones I wanted to go over with you, Josh, is, um, oh, here we go. Uh, it's just a couple headlines before we get into some real stories. Um, so uh, I grabbed these, of course, from, uh, you know, this week's weird news, which is always fun. Uh, but the, the first headline that I have here says, the search for extraterrestrial intelligence popped up in the headlines this past week by way of two stories concerning our quest to find out if we are not alone. The first one says, researchers revealed that a peculiar signal from space that was detected last year and deemed a promising potential sign of alien communication wound up being traced back to Earth in the form of radio interference from a malfunctioning device. So, way to go, guys! Or that's what they're saying. Uh, yeah, maybe. I mean, I, I do mean, remember hearing about this last year, um, and so... Just just like the, you know, the big thing that passed through the solar system was just a big, you know, very cylindrical looking mm-hmm. uh, rock. That's all it was. Just a rock. It's just a rock. The second one here that uh, involves space says, Meanwhile, a team of NASA scientists published an editorial calling for the development of a framework when it comes to announcing the discovery of life outside of Earth, since such a development will likely occur over time rather than in a dramatic reveal uh, akin to how pop culture depicts such a scenario. So very interesting. They're like, hey, we need to work this out because it is. And I agree with that. We we think it's going to be this. There they are over the White House. I don't think it's going to be like that. Um, uh, I mean, it wasn't, I mean, it hasn't been like that since 1952 when they all flew over the White over House. Over the White which, man, <laughs> I we still have not covered that. I really I want to. That'll have to probably be in a top five. Ooh, that could be for our top five Washington, D.C. Um, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, anyways, uh, so uh, some spooky, spooky one here says, um, so this week also saw a, a, a prank that had uh, some craziness happen here. Uh, In Mexico, there was a young woman uh, who made the ill-advised decision to dress up as the infamous ghost La La Rona in order to scare her neighbors. Unfortunately for the faux ghost, her costume was apparently so realistic that one individual who encountered the spirit was so frightened by her that he shot and killed the woman. I was going to say it could either go that way or they had like a heart attack at that. 
So. Yeah, I'm like, she's now going to become La La Rona. Like, I mean, this is the kind of thing that happens, yeah. you know, when we look at movies, right? This is how this, this happens. Um, on a much no- lighter note, though, uh, another prank happened in Texas. Uh, Morgan Blue and Veronica White decided to pull a fast one on their sons. These are two cousins here. They wanted to pull a fast one on their sons after the kids declared that they do not believe in Bigfoot. So putting their disbelief to test, Blue's husband put on a Sasquatch costume and much to the amusement of the adults in attendance, scared the living daylights out of the kids by emerging from some nearby woods during a family gathering. <laughs> oh, that's good stuff, man. I saw a video where they're like, uh, there's, they're like at some like corn of like little farm or something, you know, like a, mm-hmm. in the area out here in, in the area, you've got, you know, Hubers and Galran and stuff like that. So there, it's something like that where you're, you know, you go out pumpkin picking or whatever. So, yeah. uh, pumpkin picking, just pumpkin, we're clear. Pumpkin yeah. picking. Um, so anyway, so they're out there doing that. They're like doing a hay ride behind a tractor and just kind of putting along. And, um, this guy dressed in a Sasquatch suit just comes walking out of the corn and the the kids that are on the hair like just start freaking out because they're like it's Sasquatch like they're not like scared but they're like getting like, getting their cameras out trying mm-hmm. to take a picture you know it's just uh, it's the beef jerky guy yeah <laughs> <laughs> us it was Harry and the Hendersons now it's it's the Jack Links guy yeah um so, Josh, this next article I got, you you actually are the one that sent this to me, and this comes from uh, CNN Space and Science Division uh, from Ashley Strickland here. The, uh, the headline reads, Element found in our teeth detected for the first time in the galaxy 12 billion light years away. So... Uh, already I'm like Sagan was right we are made of star stuff (laughs) so uh, says here oh uh, there I go I jumped the gun it says we truly are made of star stuff as astronomer Carl Sagan once said for the first time astronomers have detected an element found in our bodies in a galaxy that is more than 12 billion light years away boy they missed in a galaxy far far away they missed that they could have totally used it's that. copyrighted yeah. oh true uh the element fluorine can be found in our bones and teeth as fluoride we all know about fluorine because the toothpaste we use every day contains it in the form of fluoride uh said lead study author maximilian franco um she's an uh or he he is an astrophysics postdoctoral research fellow at the University of Hertfordshire in the United Kingdom. Ooh, that's a lot. Um, we did not even know what type of stars produce the majority of fluorine in the universe. Uh, the elements found across our solar system on Earth and even in our own bodies originated inside the cores of stars, which released them in stellar explosions. But the mystery of how fluorine was created within these stars has persisted. Uh, researchers used the uh, Atacama large millimeter submillimeter array of telescopes in Chile to make the detection of fluorine in an incredibly distant star forming galaxy. Very interesting. Man. You really want to uh, tumble down the rabbit hole? Mm-hmm. Uh, start looking into the people who uh, think that like the conspiracy theory around fluoride and toothpaste and water. Oh, oh, I already know that. Yeah, that's that's been a classic conspiracy. Man, when you were a kid, did you have to do the, the fluoride rinse? And it was disgusting. Awful. Awful, man. Horrible. Do, do kids still do that, or is that a thing no. of the past? Because I know it's in the so, tap water and stuff now, right? Yeah, so it's in the tap water. And then also, uh, most of the time when you go to the dentist now, they do that, they like brush it on your teeth now. Mm, okay. And then, like, like you know, it's kind of like it feels sticky for a little while. And it's kind of <sighs> so Man, we had in. to like freaking swish for like oh, three minutes solid. And it, man. Was, it was like swishing, like rubbing alcohol oh so. man it was so awful um yeah very <laughs> god sorry guys flashback i'm having a well, just awful flashback just to a, the nun making me drink like and she's like do not drink it yeah and just uh just a little tease on what that conspiracy theory is if you haven't heard about it so there's a theory that the pituitary gland in the brain is actually our third eye like that we physically used to have a third eye hmm. Uh, as as humans, and over time, it has recessed into the brain and is the pituitary gland. Well, <clears throat> they also think that that's where like a lot of your psychical gifts and all that kind of stuff is like coming from that pituitary gland. Interesting. Fluoride in the body causes ca- calcification of the pituitary gland. This is this is all science. This is not. Yeah. You know, this has been proven. Causes calcification of the pituitary gland. 
And so the conspiracy theory piece is, is that in order to keep humanity from awakening, from enlightening ourselves, the government puts fluoride in the water to keep the pituitary gland calcified and therefore weakening our third eye's ability to expand our enlightenment. Huh. It's interesting because, you know, look how many people now drink bottled water, right? And so they're not getting the tap water anymore. Well, unless you're oh, they are. from Nestle. <laughs> the only, no, no. So, so that's the thing. All bottled water, unless it's like spring water, has fluoride put in it. The only way you get water without fluoride is if you put in a reversed osmosis filtering system in your house, which is like $10,000, mm-hmm. which is crazy, or you get spring water. That's the only way you get it without fluoride. Well, I mean, a lot of bottled water is spring water, so yeah, go from there. Very interesting. Anyways, so my mother, yeah. I wanted to share with you, it's interesting you talked about the pituitary gland, uh, gland, and mom, if you're listening, sorry for sharing your shit, but um, so she has... Uh, been having fainting spells the last year and she didn't know what was going on she was worried it was her heart because her um, pulse has been low and things like that finally after a year of testing and things like that she's come to find out she has an enlarged pituitary gland Hmm. and i'm sitting here thinking like well part of my gifts come from her side of the family too so it's like "Hmm." yeah Yeah. (laughs) i'm like now i'm like oh shit um so but yeah i think she's about to get on disability for it because she she can't stop these fainting spells it's crazy i mean and it's like i've done a lot of research into it and uh there's there's things you can take like um natural elements that you can take that will help to decalcify your pituitary gland Mm -hmm. and i i mean i've i've been taking some of those things off and on over the last you know six months or so and my gifts are starting to grow a little bit so i don't know you know maybe there is some truth to some of that stuff so yeah, maybe. Um, all right. So on to the next story. We're, we're going to kind of continue on with our space theme here. I've got a couple of these. Uh, this uh, comes from The Independent. Uh, the headline reads, NASA calls for new ways to announce discovery of alien life amid fears of in, uh, understanding. So we kind of talked about this a little bit um, in the headline there, but I wanted to dig deep into this one. Um, NASA scientists have called for the world to agree on a productive way to announce the potential discovery of alien life on another planet. Uh, Various representatives of the space agency, including Chief Scientist James Green, noted that the interest in any such announcements is likely to be very high. What's more, there's a real possibility that life beyond Earth could be discovered relatively soon, they note. Um, So, you know, NASA's been in the news quite a bit lately for kind of really kind of pushing on the sides of ET, um, uh, especially with the new guy that's in charge or whatever right he's been talking a lot yeah but anyways it says any announcement might be wrongly understood with any results being taken to mean more than they might really indicate such results are not likely to be a definitive confirmation that alien life does or does not exist but rather a slow process that can unfold over time Uh, in that context it's important that scientists have a regular rigorously thought through and clear way of announcing any evidence that might be found without that the public might lose confidence in the scientific process boy yeah no one in the united states is losing confidence in the scientific process right now Uh, If they are led to believe that alien life has been found only to be told later that the reports were ambiguous or inaccurate. Uh, Our generation could realistically be the one to discover evidence of life beyond Earth. And with this privileged potential comes responsibility. The author of a new paper published in the journal Nature writes. He also says the magnitude of the question of whether we are alone in the universe and the public interest therein opens the possibility that results may be taken to imply more than the observation support or than the observer's intend and so i think a lot of that i'm sure has to do with um the way the media likes to kind of hone in on a certain aspect sometimes right and kind of really like uh one of the big examples is you know in dc comics recently superman's son uh who is now the superman of earth uh superman has been gone for the last year fighting off some battle in space so his son has become the superman of earth uh and he's come out as bisexual so of course all the media streams don't say Superman's son has come out bisexual. The headline, because it's clickbait, all says Superman is gay. And so, you know, you're getting all these like older people that are up in arms, you know, and stuff like that. But that's exactly 
it works because it gets people to click the article right um yep. or the other one because he uh he has also said i don't I don't want to use my father's motto of truth, justice, and the American way. I'm a citizen of the world. So he changed the motto to uh, truth, justice, and a better tomorrow. But again, it also says Superman no longer American. That's <laughs> 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 what all the articles say. My, I mean, my dad's hit me up. He's like, now he's bisexual and he's not American. You're killing my Superman. What's Lois Lane going to think? And I'm like, dad, did you even read the article? I didn't need to. <laughs> so um and i you know i had to uh whatever this ain't about superman uh but, but <laughs> <laughs> anyways um yeah uh so very very interesting I, I agree with that um they said that there is already a similar system that has been developed for the reporting of potential impacts from hazardous asteroids because they've been working a lot on that recently uh which the scientists note uh, brings a similarly high level of interest in the danger of being sensationalized. Uh, as with the potential scale for alien life, NASA is yet to use the upper reaches of the scale for asteroids since impacts from near-Earth objects are very, very rare. Um, scientists also note that the scale is meant only as an example and that it could be changed for future discussions, uh, that different kinds of life could be found and that could change how we pronounce that as well. So. Mm. Interesting. Very, very interesting. Thank you, NASA. Um, and oddly enough, getting it, here we are uh, talking about how NASA wants to do that. Uh, well, this next one comes from uh, ABC uh, Australia uh, that says the uh, that that says defense won't follow Pentagon to launch an investigation into UFO sightings or unexplained aerial phenomena. Now, this is. Um, the Australian defense, by the way. Um, so here we are. The United States is coming out. NASA's coming out. All this stuff's coming out. The the British one is coming out. And Australia says, nah, bro. So here's the story. It says, the um, Royal Australian Air Force Chief says Australia has no plans to follow the Pentagon by formally investigating UFOs, insisting his pilots have never reported any sightings of recent time uh, of unexplained objects in the sky. Uh, at a Senate estimates hearing, RAAF Chief Air Marshal Mel Hupfield was quizzed about declassified U.S. report into the topic released in June by the U.S. Office of the Director of National Intelligence. Uh, of course, we know this submitted by the U.S. Con Congress found defense and intelligence analysts lack sufficient data to determine the nature of these mysterious flying objects. Um, under questioning from Green Senator Peter Wish Wilson, the RAA chief confirmed he was not formally aware of the report's findings, but had noticed it in the media. Um, Hupfield told the committee that he has not seen any reports of UAPs in Australian airspace. He says, I'm not familiar with, nor have I seen any reports or information regarding UAPs in Australian airport airspace context, and there's no Air Force-led task force that looks into this phenomenon. Uh, so that's kind of disappointing. Uh, I mean, he's, he's even saying, I didn't even look into it. I heard about it in the news. It's really, really disappointing. So Australian folks are pretty pissed about it, um, you know, so kind of sad. <laughs> it is kind of sad. Yeah. You know, usually, uh, you know, the Australians are kind of usually jumping at it, mate. You know, like they're <laughs> they're, they're ready to go. What, what was that again? How, how does it go? Jumping at it, mate. Oh, that's not a knife. This is a <laughs> knife. <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm saying. Send Paul Hogan to space, dude. Crocodile Dundee in space. Yeah. That's what I want to see. I would, man, he would kick so many gray aliens' asses, man. I would watch the hell out of that movie. <laughs> Crocodile Dundee in space, man. Well, then, Most you know, underrated like, 80s action star of all time. And, and then the second one would have to be he lures them back to Australia where he, you know, now they're on his turf. Exactly. Basically, basically it's the first movie and the second movie, but with aliens. <laughs> right. If the leprechaun could go to space, man, Crocodile Dundee can go to space. So. All right, so uh, that gets us uh, away from uh, space here, Josh. And uh, we're going to get into, uh, I've got a, two or three more articles here, some spooky okay. ones here. Uh, this one here uh, is really interesting. This comes from the OC Register, Orange County Register down in Florida. The headline says, Fortune Teller, who police say used voodoo, 
satanic items and a snake arrested after charging $50,000 to foil a curse. Okay, then. I think, I think Mystery Incorporated probably figured out it was old man Winkerton. So, <laughs> Scooby got him. Scooby got him. And he would have got away with it, too, if it wasn't for those darn kids. Yep, you can't. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, so, this says, a man claiming to be a fortune teller and who police say used voodoo, satanic items, and a snake to lure customers was arrested on suspicion of theft by false pretenses after a woman said she paid him $50,000 to get rid of a curse. I will charge you $400 to get rid of that curse. <laughs> I do it for four hundred dollars. Uh, the woman now, told I, I, I can hear Santosh though singing, Are you sure you want to take on that karma? It's true. Very true. No, I do not. Uh, the woman told police she visited the business in the 3500 block of Arlington Avenue in Riverside this summer to have her fortune read. Uh, Andreas Pena Menasis, 31, who went by the name Carlos, uh, convinced her that she had parasites in her body that he could remove for a fee of several hundred dollars, authorities said. Now, that doesn't sound like thousands. So, Well, maybe it gets worse. So. Yeah. So Manessis later contacted the woman numerous times and convinced her that her entire family was cursed and that her children were in danger. So in total, police said the woman paid him over $50,000 to get rid of the parasites, to get rid of the curse, to save her children. Uh, and on Tuesday, October 26, Riverside Police Department detectives served a warrant at Manassas's home and business and while at the business detectives encountered more of his customers who said this man had told them to bring him their mattresses from home okay detectives believe that Manassas and his staff so dude's got a staff then planted live snakes and letters in these mattresses so he could later cut them open to show the customers their families were in danger in fact investigators found a pet python and its carrying container at the business mm. so you 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 and your wife your Kristen would have loved that have a snake yeah. Uh, as a result of the search, detectives located a significant amount of cash, a voodoo doll, tarot cards, altars, and religious and satanic type objects. Uh, additional victims contacted by police, police said Manesis advertised his services on the radio and claimed he could cure customers of ailments such as diabetes, headaches, sleep disorders, and night mares. Uh, he was arrested and booked into the detention center on October 26th uh, on suspicion of grand theft and theft by false pretenses. Both are felonies. He was released later that day after being able to post $57,000 of bail. So he only needed seven grand after the one lady. Uh, no one else from the business was taken into custody. So uh, y'all be on the lookout. I mean, this dude's, I mean, this is an old snake oil salesman. Basically. I mean, taking advantage of people. Yeah. And did it, man? He was on the radio and everything. And if he's got a whole staff, he's been he's, he's been, been doing it for a while, quite some yeah. time. Yeah, yep. he's been jamming for quite some time. It's crazy to think that that stuff still happens, but it does all the time. You know, we talk about um, how I really kind of thought that after uh, landlines kind of went away, and we were able to have caller ID, we we're able to have all these different things, and everybody had their own personal phones. That like phone scams would stop, but they only got worse and more and so here it is there's just more and more scams man it's crazy yep uh let's see here uh the next article comes from usa today uh this one i actually also heard about on uh npr which was kind of cool i think i told you that they they talked about ghosts uh yep. last week um yep. so the headline says two in five americans believe ghosts are real and one in five americans say that they've seen one according to this survey um this survey, uh, the spooky survey reveals how many Americans believe in ghosts. Uh, like we said, two in five Americans believe that they exist and one in five say that they've actually seen a ghost. YouGov surveyed about a thousand adults and discovered that not all Americans believe supernatural creatures are just in comics or tall tales. About 43% of adults say they believe demons exist and eight to 9% said werewolves and vampires exist. 
Uh, the survey also took education into account. Those with postgraduate degrees were less likely to believe in supernatural things. When it comes to gender, the survey found women who completed a four-year degree were more likely to believe in ghosts than men with the same education level, which is weird to me because, you know, me, you, and Santosh all have degrees and we believe in this shit like crazy. So. Right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, let's see here. Um, but yeah, very, very interesting. It, it goes on to say about 51% of Republicans. Now, this is not surprising. Republicans believe that demons are real, while 34% of Democrats agreed, <laughs> which makes That's, sense with them yeah. being fundamental, mostly a fundamentalist Christian party. So that kind of makes sense. Yeah. Uh, in terms of actual ghost sightings, 20% of Americans claim they've seen one, but only 11% say they've encountered a demon, and 3% say that they've seen a vampire. Not on a TV show. Uh, wow. This year's results showed a slight drop in Americans who say ghosts are real. In 2019, 4 in 10 Americans believed in ghosts, and more than 46% agreed that supernatural beings exist, whereas in this year, only about 40%, 41% of adults said they believe. Uh, while in 2019, 14% but people believed in vampires today just 11 percent the past survey showed slightly more adults believed in demons with 45 percent saying they're real so hmm. interesting stuff man uh npr had talked about too people say they don't believe but then they tell you a story about how they believe right yeah. and he's like so it's it, sometimes it needs to be asked differently um because if you just say do you believe in ghosts people will put no because no i'm not crazy i don't believe in fucking ghosts but let me tell you my brother one time man he saw this fucking thing or or yeah it was yeah. one time i was laying in bed but no i don't believe in ghosts though man but i've had a ghost experience like it was cracking me up because this guy in npr is just blasting people for it hey man you know we can't believe jamaica but that's what he having. was saying he was like so if you were to put on there um Instead of saying, do you uh, believe in ghosts, but saying, have you had an unexplained uh, experience that you think possibly could have been ghosts? He said it probably would have been like 80%. Well, so. and that's what we, you know, we were talking about before. You know, A lot of mm -hmm. people, if you ask a yes, no question, it ends the conversation. This is like, this is like, you know, conversational one-on-one. You know, you, you ask a yes, no question, the conversation dies. You ask an engaging question, like you said, don't ask, do you believe in ghosts? But to say, tell me about a ghost experience. That's a different conversational piece. So, mm -hmm. yeah, it's it's all about how you phrase the question. And, and <clears throat> we talked about it um, in the latest episode of Astral Stew. It, it's no, in, in my opinion, it's no longer a question of are are ghosts real. It's it's more of a question of what are what are they? Right? Yeah. Just like what are they? You know, UFOs are real, but what are they? Well, it's so. the same thing. Yeah, it's like, you know, I had a woman approach me at work today, actually, um, who shared with me her story. Um, uh, it, it is, uh, I guess, it, I guess it would be an alien abduction story, though. Uh, I felt like it was a little more astral travel and some, I think it's a little more complicated than that. Yeah. But uh, it's interesting because she reached out to me and we met up and she shared a story and I actually have a recording of it. And I'll share it down the road once I get it edited and stuff. But yep. um, her very first thing, she's like, I'm gonna tell you the story, but I'm gonna let you know right now. I'm not crazy. I believe in Jesus. <laughs> she says i do not believe in aliens but here's my alien story that happened to me like legit and i laughed because i was like i just literally just heard the same thing on npr where they were saying the same thing how people say I, i'm not crazy i don't believe in this but here's the thing that happened to me that explains how i don't believe uh, but anyway so but yeah I'm, I'm excited for you to hear the story josh it's really cool okay uh, anyways uh the final story i got for you guys tonight this one i've been hanging on to oh man it's a good one um that this comes from the daily star uh it's actually in a number of british newspapers uh but the um headline reads creepy black-eyed child ghosts plagued the uk village so much that a ghost hunter was called in um yeah so uh the secondary headline says lee brickley was called into canic chase in staffordshire after receiving reports that the black-eyed ghost child had made a spooky return some three decades after she was first spotted Ooh, black-eyed children get me man um so a paranormal investigator was called to a beauty spot in Staffordshire after receiving reports that a creepy black-eyed child had returned 30 years after her ghost was first spotted. 
Uh, Lee Brickley, 35, who is the author of Ghosts of Canic Chase, terrifying reports of paranormal activity from the UK's most haunted town, started scouring through the area in 2014 after receiving a report by a man that he and his wife had encountered a girl whose eyes had no color. The man's sighting was shared with Huffington Post UK, where he said, once we had entered the woodland and the road was no longer visible, we started to hear the giggling noise of a little girl. I'm already like, I'm out, Josh. Yeah, really. I'm going to push you in front. I'm going to go. He continued. I said, to our amazement, a child, no taller than one meter in height, appeared as if out of nowhere further up the path in front of us. We stopped dead in our tracks after noticing her eyes had no color. Her head was tilted to the side in much the same way it would appear as if it had been hung. She stared at us for around five minutes before running away into a densely grouped area of trees. My wife wanted to follow her, but I was having none of it. Good man. Good man. You need to get your wife in check. Okay. (laughs) You get your wife in check. Uh, A woman using the pseudonym Mrs. Kelly also contacted Brickley after claiming to have encountered the eerie sight. Uh, The terrified lady said, around two months ago, my daughter and I were walking through Birch's Valley uh, when we heard the screams of a young child. And I couldn't tell if it was a boy or a girl, but they definitely seemed in distress and sounded very close to us. So we instantly started running towards the noise and we couldn't find the child anywhere and so stopped to catch our breath and that's when i turned around and i saw a girl standing behind me no more than 10 years old with her hands over her eyes like she was waiting for a birthday cake i asked if she was okay and if she had been the one screaming she then put her arms down by her side and opened her eyes which is when i saw that they were completely black no iris no white no nothing i jumped back grabbed my daughter and when i looked again the child was gone and it was strange. I knew something was going to happen even before it did. I just had a weird feeling. Uh, so Brickley tells HuffPost UK that in my opinion, the black eyed child seems to be some sort of demon. While it might seem like a standard spectral encounter, almost all the reports involve the child leading people towards potentially dangerous situations. I have received nine different reports in the last two years from credible witnesses. During interviews, most of their stories have all been very, very similar. Uh, the 35 year old spoke of his, his own aunt's encounter with a black eyed child back in 1982 when she she was just 18 years old. Uh, and so the paranormal investigator says that in my mind, it seems likely that even if my auntie had continued uh, to see this little girl, uh, that she might be an evil force planning to do away with someone's family member. So creepy dude. And the pictures that uh, these fools put up here are super spooky, dude. They're gross. Like they scare me. Like they're, they're really spooky. <laughs> and like, as I'm like reading the story, I'm like, Oh, get past this picture. Well, that's interesting because it's 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 deviation from the traditional, you know, black eyed kids mm-hmm. where it's you know they show up in multiples. This is all uh, maybe singles. that's the maybe that's American version, man. <laughs> and this is the British version. It's just that little girl. She reminds me of uh, the uh, Japanese ring girl because she uh, hung her head like she was like she was hung. Um, I even had a little Slenderman quality to it, you know, like luring people. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, so I guess in the U.S. we have the buddy system, but everywhere else, it's just, you know, everybody for themselves. So. Yeah, because the dude was like, honey, if you want to go, sign the will. I'm going to go home, cook some dinner, and uh, you 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 get this taken care of. <laughs> so, I don't know. But, yeah, man, spooky stories tonight, man. Had some really good ones. Um, and, uh, the you know, the space stuff is always super interesting. But, man, I mean, we could keep going. There has been a lot of spooky news lately. Yep like stuff with dolls and just i mean lots to pick from a lot of shooting fish in a barrel these days Josh. <laughs> well you know it, it's funny we we went out uh for halloween you know trick-or-treating um and uh got around to this house and this lady had these just old kind of kind of you know creepy dolls that she bought it in a state cell um and uh one of them always had its head tilted to the side she's like i tried straightening it up it just tilts back to the side i was like nope Mm-mm. you need Mm-mm. to that's too much like michael myers dude he always tilted his head get out get out get out um but yeah so that is our topic for tonight josh our spooky news dump uh on there um 
but I just want to thank you guys so much for, for listening. There's a lot of good stories. And you're always welcome to send us if you find a cool article that yeah. you think is super spooky. I don't catch them all. I mean, I have Google alerts set up, but they don't catch everything. Um, send me your send me these news stories, man, or post them on the group chat or whatever. Yeah, you know, he's he's not he's not uh, a pokey Pokemon master. He doesn't catch them all. No, I do not. Um, which reminds me, if you guys aren't a part of our Fearscape Media Network fan group uh, on Facebook, totally check it out. It's pretty cool, man. We've got a lot of, uh, from all the podcasts that we have on our network, there's a lot of really cool articles. Uh, Lance at Mysteries of the Dark always shares some really cool horror-related stuff. Uh, and a lot of our members that aren't podcast hosts, they they share a lot of cool stuff too. People share their own spooky stories and uh, just a lot. Just so you can just, you know, look up Fearscape Media Network uh, fan group and uh, you should be able to join right there. We, we accept everybody. So uh, it's a lot of fun, but I just want to push that. We haven't pushed that in a long time. So yeah. <laughs> And it's been growing lately. We've got a lot of uh, activity on there. So Man, a lot cool. of activity and a lot of engagement. So a lot of yeah. super thankful to all you guys that get super engaged out there. Same thing on our YouTube channel. We get a lot. We've been getting a lot of uh, engagement yeah. from folks on there. Um, but yeah, check out our YouTube page. We got a lot of cool stuff on there, man. Some really neat stuff. Uh, we're going to be uh, premiering, a, uh, hopefully soon, premiering our finally going to get TikTok on the ground. Um, join that. Join that cult. Um, did you, I, did you say did you say tic tac tic tac tic tac oh that's what the ufo one should be called is yeah. tic tac man that's a good idea but then tic tacs would sue so probably um, yeah. but yeah so we're gonna get a TikTok page going soon and we got some other things uh we're gonna be revamping a little bit youtube some some surprises coming for that so be on the lookout for information from that but josh i want to get to our final segment here before we wrap things up with some encounters from the fearscape So, Josh, instead of, uh, you know, reading spooky news, we're going to actually see what our listeners uh, have been sending us. Uh, since it was October, I actually got a number of, of cool stories from folks, um, even as far away as the Philippines got some cool stories. Um, so, but uh, one of the ones I wanted to share tonight comes from uh, one of my old improv students, a friend of mine named Matt Soul uh, from Kentucky. He's a really cool dude. Uh, he sent in this story and, uh, I was kind of surprised by it. Matt seems kind of like a, a straight laced kind of skeptic to me. Um, and so it was, in, it was interesting to hear the story from him, but let's check out Matt Soul's encounter from the fearscape. So when I was in Brazil, I'm convinced I saw two ghosts on two separate nights. I, I was staying in my host family's apartment. Uh, she decided to go stay with her mom and give her apartment to my entire group. So the first night there, me and another guy laid out our sleeping bags in one room to sleep. And I remember waking up in the middle of the night and looking down at my feet. And there I saw this little girl kneeling at my feet and it looked like she was praying. I remember feeling calm about the experience. Uh, I, I went to wake up the other guy in the room with me, but I turned and she was gone. Uh, the second night, I decided to move to the couch. Uh, another one of the guys was on the other couch in the living room. And again, I woke up in the middle of the night and I felt something eerie. I looked down near my feet again, and there was this little boy. Now, I only saw him for a split second because he launched at me, guys. I threw myself under my covers and I started praying faster than I have ever prayed. Uh, so the first night, I think, may have been an angel. Uh, I'm convinced she was praying for me. I mean, uh, the second night, I hate to say it, but I, I think it might have been some sort of demon. Wow. Thanks, Matt. Yeah, like I said. Never would have thought you'd have had a ghost story, dude. And now, now I'm like, what else you got hiding in that little brain? Yeah, really. Yeah. <laughs> but big thank you to Matt Soul, man. What a great guy. Um, super talented, funny guy as well. Um, but yeah, thank you for that story. Uh, spooky, man. I, I mean, you guys that are listeners of the show, you know my story. Uh, seeing a woman praying for me. Turns out it was my aunt who had passed away years before, at least at least that's what i was led to believe yeah um but yeah little kids freak me out dude like i mean if i see ghost kids i'm done is the grudge dude i'm gone <laughs> i don't know about you josh but i'm gone <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know i mean i've never i mean i've only ever seen grown-ups so yeah 
don't man spooky dude um but anyway send your uh encounters uh to us fearscapepodcast at gmail.com or submit a sighting at fearscapepodcast.com or hit us up on social medias uh we always love those stories we love your guys's uh courage sending those in uh and they're fun and we love sharing them uh, and we love you guys but we're gonna go ahead and get out of here um uh, just again a reminder we're gonna be taking off december um so uh, don't be surprised if a new episode doesn't come up be like where's my christmas present of fearscape this month um, I got I got to take JD. He, he, Jersey Devil's got to go see his family. Like there's just a lot going on, man. So, but anyways, Josh, you ready to get out of here, man? I'm ready to get out of here. I'm ready to get out of here too, man. Uh, again, I'm gonna say this all month long, man. But I'm grateful for all you blanket huggers out there. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Fearscape Paranormal Podcast here on the Fearscape Media Network. Uh, this has been Stefan, and uh, just a reminder: keep your eyes on the skies. And this has been Josh. The truth is now. And remember, folks, hold those blankets extra tight. Things tend to get spooky when you're listening to Fearscape. Good night, everybody. Good night. We hope you have enjoyed this guidepost on the road of high strangeness with us. And we thank you, as always, for listening and joining our caravan to the weird and unknown. Please consider supporting us as we continue our journey to find the answers we all seek. Fearscapepodcast.com forward slash support.